Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Well, the season comes to an end in, uh, I wouldn't say glorious fashion. Uh, this was too pretty average football yeah. teams both around six six and six five and seven on the season and uh, they played that way it was an ugly game on both sides of the ball lots of turnovers lots of mistakes a decent amount of scoring um some good hits a lot of fights a lot of unsportsmanlike penalties a lot of penalties in general what a wrap up this but, is <laughs> florida state some uh, passes were completed <laughs> i mean it's just a crazy game man yeah. there was there was more drama in that football game then there had any right to be yeah. with two teams who are just trying to become bowl eligible. Florida State comes up short, 27-24. to 24. They were down by 17 points in the fourth quarter, not because Florida was playing great, but because Florida State kind of collapsed on special teams, yes. made some big mistakes, and the offense you know, didn't cash in on some opportunities. But all in all, Florida State comes up short. They end the season 5-7. and seven. A lot of emotions from Mike Norvell and the coaching staff and the, and the players uh, because their season comes to an end. But, you know, again, I don't know that this changes too much of what you felt about this team's progress from that 0-4 start. No, I mean, say they win this game 24-21. I mean, you barely beat a 5-7 and team. You know what I mean? You still don't feel like this team is incredible because it's not. But you know it's better. You know it's better than it's been. And that was, uh, I mean, it was just, again, emphasized today. That, again, th- th- this is not a good football team, but it's a program that's getting better. And that's what you're looking There's plenty of things you have to work on. You know, special teams chief among them. I mean, again... Yeah. For, for a guy that preaches special teams, if this special teams team was elite, like he's been everywhere else, they might have seven or eight wins. They certainly would have won today, right. probably. Um, I mean, I've never seen an onside kick like that, Ira. I mean, it was just <laughs> it was an unsuccessful onside kick. Let's just say it. You went on to get into detail. You saw it. Um, but overall, uh, when you look at the totality of the season, you know, you would say it's a disappointing season. It was a, it, you went 5-7. and seven. So at no, at no point is going 5-7 and seven to Florida State okay. Mike Norvell said as much. Jordan Travis was devastated, which isn't that good to see. You know what I mean? Like, isn't it like too often these last three or four years, it felt like losses kind of just bounced off guys. It doesn't bounce off this head coach, and it certainly doesn't bounce off these players and that quarterback. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Jordan Travis said this was the mo- most upset and saddest he's ever been after a loss. And it's a game where I know Jordan Travis is going to take grief from people because that's what happens in his life. That would be crazy. But he had over 300 yards of offense. I mean, yeah. he was really the only reason they're even in that game yeah. for the most part. And, uh, you know, you come up short. But he plays through a shoulder injury that caused him to leave. And, we- and you saw what happened. He comes out of the game, they get three drives without him, and we saw what happened with that offense. And 
What if I were I to like tell to, you? I what like if I were to tell you that at one point they weren't sure that Jordan Travis was the yeah? The it's odd, right? It's odd. Team. I mean, you know, I don't know the the pivoting, the the turning the double play from shortstop that Mackenzie Milton tried. What wasn't his best moment? But look, um, I do think there is an impact that Mackenzie Milton made on this program. Uh, maybe more than anything, the most important thing is maybe teaching Jordan Travis right. how to carry himself as a quarterback, how to study more, how to uh, how to really study and dive into a game plan. There are plenty of uh, plenty of things he has to get. Better better at his too but yeah man they were they nothing without Jordan Travis in this game I hope he doesn't get any grief at all because you saw what the alternatives were now you just hope that he gets better players around him and he should um you know defensively you know Emory Jones kept them I thought in the game in the first half they 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 Florida State couldn't get off the field except when Emory Jones threw him the ball but he did do that a lot so that helped and they did make so I mean the, the play by Brownlee in the end zone that's a nice play to undercut that route um, it, but, you know, and Deloach was, you know, I don't know. No, he threw it right, right to Kalen Deloach. Still, he was in the right place. It's fine. When the Richardson kid came in, I thought that gave Florida some life, and the, the running game became more, uh, I don't know if potent's the right word. It's not like they were I'm marching not gonna up t- and down I'm, I'm not taking away a whole lot from, from a defense that gets three turnovers in the first half. If you do that, whether or not they threw it to you or not, you right. had to do things coverage-wise to put yourself in those positions. So I'm not dismissing Florida State getting three turnovers. I think There's that's a, a lot credit. of wagons and stuff. Driving by us. Are they getting ready for a concert? That's a credit to them. Maybe uh, is Garth back? It's credit to them. I think in the first half, but the special teams. To me, the special teams was what turned the game. It's uh, you know, Florida State uh, goes to punt. Mastromano punts at 35 yards down the middle of the field. Line drive like a rope, like a frozen rope down the middle of the field. It had more on it, I think, than that Milton pass. (laughs) And then they return it 15, 20 yards, then get a targeting on top of it. So they got you the ball were punting 40. from your 35, and they end up getting it at your 40. Yeah, yeah. And there was another punt where he wouldn't have punted for a first down in the yeah. first half, and I think you actually got to stop right so, after that. Um, yeah, the special so, teams were terrible. And then, so then that gives them a short field to get a field goal. Then the next time they uh, muff a punt, a punt return. They they pinned Mastrano actually had a good punt. Yeah. Pinned him down at the one-yard line. Florida has to punt from inside their 10. Kid gets off a 60-yarder. They're Ron Stark all and of a sudden. Pokey, Pokey Wilson drops a fair catch with nobody within 20 yards of him. Yeah, he batted it towards the oncoming players. And, yeah, that was to And me, that sets up a touchdown. Yes. Now all of a sudden it's 17-7 to yeah, yeah, in the game was, that Florida's offense really I thought that was the. I thought that was probably the pivotal play of the game. Um, number one, the punt is great. Um, yeah. Even if he catches it, he's flipped the field. But, uh, yeah, because you think you're getting the ball around midfield, and even if he fields it, it's the 25 or 26. Now, you don't have to call for a fair catch in that spot. They they have to get so much better at that stuff, the, the little stuff. Like, there's no reason to be calling for a fair catch. The good news when somebody punts at 62 yards you should be is able to he return. has absolutely outkicked his coverage, much like Ira in the wedding game. <laughs> he, exactly. he, he outkicked his coverage, and it doesn't matter because you called for a fair catch with nobody near you. They just they have to go back to the drawing board completely, hit reset on everything uh, special teams-wise. And another play that was big was coming out of the second, the, the second half. I think it was the opening kickoff. You get a block in the back, a crazy hold. So you start the drive at the eight, and, and that man, was a 62-yard drive that ended with no points. There were a lot of bad officiating. There's a lot of bad officiating in this game because it was an ACC crew, and they were freaking awful. Hey, they, no, they, were worse, they were worse no, than the play on the no. field. Uh, no, they, well, they were worse okay. than the play on the field. They were. I, I they thought had they no were. idea what they were doing. But that call on that, that hold was unbelievable. Florida State's uh, one of their backup tight ends on kick coverage, or excuse me, kick return, literally just grabs the guy like in a bear hug. I mean, I mean, what, what could, how could that ever have been the case? On a return inside your own 20-yard line. So you're line, saying they got that call right. They got that call right. I thought that actually the officials overall weren't terrible. Um, there is a play, uh, I won't go into too much because I don't know how much it really mattered. 
but it's ridiculous. It, it shows it's a, it's a it's a sign. It's a symptom of something that's wrong. So the kid keeps running without his helmet on. That's a personal foul. They go back to the 20. At the end of that play, and I want to get into this in a second, there were way too many personal fouls by Florida State. Yes. Norvell preaches a lot about discipline, composure, keeping it, poised. They lost all they that They lost today. it. Yeah. You know, they, you know the, the Cooper gets a penalty that costs them points because it offsets right. their uh, – or maybe they throw an t- interception it, right after that anyway. But, they're, but you're, they're you're, playing, you're playing a team that doesn't have a head coach. They're an interim head coach. Yeah. They're not going to be disciplined. Yes. And Florida State just – Felt, they they, they the fell for it. They kept falling for it. Um, but anyway, so on that play, he runs without a helmet. So it's a 15-yard penalty. But Jamie Robinson on the same play. By the way, Jamie Robinson had 18 tackles. He was Other than the touchdown he gave up, he was awesome. Um, Jamie Robinson gets a personal foul after the play. So it starts off first and goal at the 10 is what, what the setting is, what it's supposed to be and what it said on TV. The yard marker never moves from the three. So on third and goal from the five, Anthony Richardson runs for two and a half yards, just gets by the yard mark at the three. They signal first down. That should have been fourth down. I don't know that Florida was going to kick a field goal there to go up 20-7. to seven. They might have gone for it anyway. They would not have run the play they ran, and Florida State's defense would have not have looked completely demoralized because they gave up another first down. It would have been fourth and goal. And it's just it's stuff like that that you wonder, how does that happen? And also, I mean, it's just the, the number one error there is the officials. That's just hor- I was saying it for three minutes. Like, they've screwed this no, up. Ridiculous. The yard marker's right there, and it, sh- it shouldn't have been anywhere. And well, one side of the field, they took away the yard because marker. Because they knew what they were doing. The other side of the field left it there, and it confused the refs. But old and Billy they, Joe they and Joey Bob <laughs> were like, I guess it's I guess they got to get to the three, even though this, dry, this series started yeah. at the 10. So then they score on the next play to, to go up 24-7 and almost put the game away. It didn't turn out to be that way. But also I, I, need, I need a coaching staff in a press box, in their coach's box, to know what to understand that there's been a mistake made, a game management mistake, and tell their head coach, hey, the yard marker is wrong. You've, they, they, it's, this should be fourth and goal. This should be fourth and goal. Call timeout if you have to just to get the official's attention. You have to make sure that it's fourth and goal. That's stuff that has, you know, it's a, it's a new coaching staff. I mean, it's, you know, second year. Um, maybe there's some GAs up yeah, there I mean, that don't the, feel like they can yeah, signal, say something, but I'm somebody's got to say something. Yeah, I'm not going to get mad at the position coaches who are up in the box necessarily because there's a lot going on, especially the defensive coaching staff when, the, when they're on defense in that situation. But somebody has to be, just like in basketball, sometimes you'll see a, a, a basketball team have somebody who keeps track of fouls on the sideline keeps track of the clock stoppages you have to have somebody to take care of that because that that should not have happened it was terrible officiating but it shouldn't have uh, happened anyway but it was fitting for this game Uh, again Florida State uh, their season comes to an end five and seven Uh, we talked to Jermaine Johnson we talked to uh, Jordan Travis we talked to Jamie Robinson they they were emotional Mike Norvell was very emotional after this game I think they felt like they won five of the last seven especially when he got that question interrupted there are great days ahead for Florida State football I promise you that right and it's because of those guys that are in there Yeah, he was uh, he was on a roll, and, uh, and then, uh, then somebody interrupted him. Came to a screeching halt. Um, but you know, he did talk about. I mean, it was as emphatic as Mike Norvell has ever been. I thought about this team. We are on the right track. We are yeah. going to win football games. We're going to be successful. And when we get there, we're not going to stop. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was like that was. I, I, he believes it. Yeah, I do, and, and I and I think I do too. There, there's a lot to like. The bones, the guts of this program has gotten so much better. It really is. It, it, it has improved 
immensely, drastically from last year to this year. There's still some game stuff and, and, and some game slippage and maybe some offensive game plan stuff that you wonder exactly what's going on. But that in special teams is a disaster. But you got to figure that. But you got to figure that will be worked out. The main thing when you're building a program is to build belief and build a culture. And I do think that has happened. Whether they, again, whether they won this game 27 to 20, I mean, this isn't really much different than the game they just won. You know, when, when you're not a good football team and you're playing other not good football teams, a lot of times it comes down to a couple plays in the fourth quarter. You didn't make it this week. You made the one you had to make last week. You made the one you had to make against Miami. But that's, you know, they, their record is about what it should be other than the Jacksonville State game. Now, look, this should be a bowl team. There's 80 teams that go to a bowl. If they did what they were supposed to do back in September, this would been a, this is a 6-6 six and six football team, which I think is their record. I think, But last year they were so bad. So this year you can see the improvement that's been made. And I feel like they go into next season for the first time in a long time knowing who their quarterback is and feeling pretty good about it. Well, and I think the other thing is that there's obviously a lot of disappointment about not going to a bowl game, about losing to your rival. But on the flip yeah. side, of these last eight games, since you started 0-4, these last eight games, you went 5-3, and three, and two of the losses were here by a field goal and a Clemson in a one-score game that you led in the last three minutes. Yeah. Those aren't great. And the other one was a flu game. So it's not like those are great teams right now. Clemson's right. not a great team. This is certainly not a great team. Oh, boy. But compared to where you were two years ago, yeah. I mean, it just shows that you're much closer. Mike Norvell, kind of one of the closing comments he made was uh, at 6 in the morning, he'll be on a flight uh, to go recruiting. Where do you think he's going? He's going to my neck woods. He's going to, Hunter, I was going to say, he's going to go to Atlanta area that and might see not a kid be a, out there. Might not be a bad idea. Um, but he talked about that and the transfer portal yeah. and improving that roster. They're not going to, they can't spend much time dwelling on this because 2022 is obviously a huge year. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it would have been, more than anything, it just would have been really cool. Like, I think the proof, the hay was already out of the barn as far as the improvements we had seen. We, hay doesn't we, leave a barn. Horses leave a barn. Hay stays. Hay so stays the hay was the already barn. in the barn. Yeah. The horses were out the gate. You guys know what I'm saying. Come on. It's, it's, it's been a long day. Um, we already knew this program was better. We knew this team was better. Um, it's just disappointing that they had a chance to make some history and to finish it off with a win over your rival, coachless rival, uh, with their fans not even really into the game for, for much uh, of the game. They crowd, got man. into it when it was time. But, you, you know, when it was third quarter and they started to get on a run. But you had a chance to kind of take control of the game. And it feels like you squandered an opportunity there to really finish off this season with a nice win. But at the same time, this is Florida State, man. It's a, it's not like it's Gasparilla or Bust. This season, you know, the, the, we're, there are bigger things and better things hopefully ahead for this program. It's a bummer that you don't get to go to a bowl, especially because it would have been such a remarkable turnaround. But we all think the program is, in, is heading in the right direction regardless of that. Learn to catch a punt, please. It's also a bummer that we won't see Jermaine Johnson, Keir Thomas, yes. and some of those guys again. But they gave it a some great of them, run. Who else? I mean, there's some other guys. Oh, Devontae Love Taylor, you know what? Devontae Love, Taylor. he didn't get to play today. He's been banged up all year. But War Chance on Devontae Love Taylor. He, a- had a, he had a nice career. AP7. AP7, we're not going to. So, for, Was that uh, a, for Corey I think, Clark. I think Parchment set a record for, for most for, offensive pass interference calls on a wide receiver. BS call, by the way. Right in that end zone. Was it? ACC officiating. Yeah, I man, he never even touched the guy. Okay, They ran right. rubber outs the whole game. Man, they've been out for, they've been out on Parchment all year. Like, they've, they've had, for, been out to get him all year. For Corey Clark, Aslan Hadjavandi, Austin Cox, this is Irish Show Fell signing off from the Swamp with our end to the 2021 season.